Hello, my name's Jack. My name's Rowan. And I'm Rich. And welcome to this week's Premier Skills English podcast. In the Premier Skills English podcast, we talk about football and help you with your English. Don't forget, you can find the transcript for all our podcasts on the Premier Skills English website. In this week's role plays, you're going to hear four different game shows. I love game shows. Really? Yeah, I like to show how clever I am and answer all the questions. Nobody likes a show-off, Rich. Once I recorded an episode of Mastermind. You know, that quiz with the super tough questions. I watched it with my friends at home and they thought it was live. I answered every single question correctly. Hmm, I think that's called cheating, Rich. Anyway, in this week's podcast, you're going to listen to four different game shows that are on the TV in the UK now or used to be on British TV in the past. And after each quiz, we'll look at some language. This week, we're focusing on language we use when we're guessing, when we're stalling for time, when we get something wrong, and light bulb moments. What are light bulb moments? You know, those moments when you're thinking of an answer or an idea and it suddenly arrives in your brain. Bing! Like turning on a light in your brain. A light bulb moment. Your task this week is to set some quiz questions for the rest of our listeners. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any other podcast platform, you should also check out our website. On the Premier Skills English website, you'll also find the transcript, examples and activities to help you understand the language and the task for you to complete. You'll also find a community of friendly listeners to interact with in our comments section. And that includes us. We're always around to answer questions and join in the discussions. But if you listen on Apple Podcasts, you can always write answers to our questions or any other comments in the review section. Before we do the role plays, let's look back at last week's football phrase. If you didn't hear our football phrase last week, we're going to give you one more chance to guess now. If you're not sure what the football phrase is, we'll give you the correct answer at the end of the show when we give you a new football phrase. Let's hear last week's phrase again. Last week's football phrase was... This phrase describes a player, usually in a defensive position, who is looking at the ball and not looking at the opponent they are supposed to be marking. The defender was caught at a corner which allowed the unmarked striker to head the ball into the net. Lubomir from Ukraine was the first to get it right last week. Well done, Lubomir, and I'm sorry about Watford's relegation last season. I'm sure they'll bounce back. And a big well done to Daniel and John Barron from Colombia and Alex from Ukraine, who also got the right answer last week. Last week's podcast was all about bikes and cycling, and we got a lot of interesting answers about where you go cycling. Signor Ozan from Turkey told us that he regularly cycles into Greece from Turkey. 
He says it's much easier to cross the border on a bike than in a car. Alex from Ukraine told us that he has seven bikes that he's collected since childhood. And W. Santa from Argentina has fond memories of cycling with his dad and brother when he was younger. It was also good to see that many of you cycle to work on bikes. If you haven't completed the lesson yet, you can find it on the Premier Skills English website in the podcast section. It's called Learning Vocabulary, Get On Your Bike. Also, a big thanks to Paulo Victor from Brazil and Alex from Ukraine for your kind words about last week's podcast. We're very happy that you find the podcasts useful and enjoyable. Sorry guys, one more thing about last week's podcast. We had a question from Mo Beckham in Turkey. He asked, what's the difference between a bicycle and a bike and riding a bike and cycling? Good questions, Mo Beckham. I don't think there's much difference in meaning between bike and bicycle. Bike is the short form of bicycle and is a bit more informal. Also, bike can be used informally for motorbike. The word motorcycle is a bit old-fashioned. Riding a bike or cycling. Okay, they can be used in the same way. You can cycle to work or ride a bike to work. When you're using a bike to go from A to B or just for fun, we can use either. But I'd probably say I went for a bike ride at the weekend, for example. Cycling is used to describe the sport of cycling, road cycling or in a velodrome. However, when you're on a mountain bike, this sport is called mountain biking. We hope that helps, Mo Beckham. As we said earlier, in this week's role plays, the topic is game shows. You're going to hear four role plays and four different game shows. Before each role play, we're going to explain how the game works and we'll give you a question to check your understanding of the role play. After each role play, we'll focus on a little bit of language. Our first game show is based on a programme called The Price is Right and it used to be on TV in the UK a long time ago. The general idea of the show is that a number of people are called from the audience and they're shown a product. They have to guess the price and the person who's closest to the actual price wins the product. Here's your first question. Who wins the exercise bike? Jack Radford, come on down. Rich Moon, come on down. You're our final contestants this evening. Welcome and good luck to you all. Let's turn our attention to tonight's first item. We want you to consider the price of this. An exercise bike. Work off those extra inches in the most pleasant way possible. This exercise bike can be set up in your bedroom or living room for fitness without fuss. There you have it. One delightful exercise bike. I want the price of that bike. You get one bid each 
and whoever bids nearest without going over wins the bike. If you go over, you're bust. However, this can be yours if the price is right. Now, Jack from Ludlow, what is your bid? It is a lovely bike. I reckon it's over a hundred pounds. I'm not sure. It could be about a hundred and twenty pounds, maybe a bit more. I'm going to go for a hundred and twenty-five pounds. Thank you, Jack from Ludlow. Now, Rich from Sheffield, what is your bid? Well, it could be more or less than what Jack said. I'm really not sure. I could go lower, but I'm going to go higher. I think it's a hundred and twenty-six pounds. Thanks for all your bids. Now let's reveal the true price. The price is one hundred and twenty-five pounds and ninety-nine p. Jack from Ludlow, you've won yourself an exercise bike, and you're going through to tonight's final round. Woohoo! Before the role play, we asked you a question. The question was. Who wins the exercise bike? The answer is me. I won the exercise bike. Well done. You'll be able to use it as a clothes horse in your bedroom. You're just jealous because you didn't win. I think it's time to take a look at a bit of language. Yes, you're right. In the role play, we made lots of guesses, and we did this in different ways. The most common and easiest way to make a guess is to say I think. Rich said, "I think the exercise bike is a hundred and twenty-six pounds." But we can use more advanced language than this. Jack said, "I reckon. I reckon it's over a hundred pounds." We use "I reckon" in the same way as "I think," but it's more informal, and we tend to only use it when we're speaking. Yes, it's nice not to use "I think" all the time when we're speaking. Here is an example sentence: I reckon Liverpool will win three nil on Saturday. What do you reckon? When we are guessing, we are often not sure of ourselves or the answer, so we use more tentative language. I said I'm not sure, and Rich said he wasn't really sure when talking about the price of the bike. We also use modal verbs to guess when we're not sure about something. Jack said it could be about one hundred and twenty pounds, or maybe a bit more. Yes, it's common to use modal verbs of possibility and probability, which we follow by the infinitive when we're talking in the present. Verb phrases like "might be," "maybe," "could be," "can't be," and "must be." And as Jack said earlier, we often use tentative language when we're guessing and make approximations. Notice the use of about. And bit when Jack was speaking in the role play. It could be about a hundred and twenty pounds, maybe a bit more. Our second game show is based on a program called Blockbusters. The general idea of the show is that two teams answer general knowledge questions. Each team has a colour. And they have to complete a path across or down a game board of hexagons. Each hexagon has a letter, and the answer to each question begins with that letter. 
You're about to listen to part of this game show. While you're listening, we want you to answer a question. Who wins the game? Welcome back to our viewers at home. Let's get back underway. You need two more letters to win, Rowan. Rich just needs the one. Rowan, it's your turn to go next. I'll have an O, please, Jack. You'll have an O. Right. What O is to Manchester United as Anfield is to Liverpool and St James Park is to Newcastle? Oh dear, Manchester United, football, hold on a sec. Let me think, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I'll have to hurry you. They're all football grounds, I'm not sure. Manchester United player Old Trafford. The answer is Old Trafford, Jack. You're correct. Well done, choose another letter. I'll have a G, please, Jack. A G? What G is a Premier League nickname? Football again, oh no. Uh, football nicknames, G, 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 G. Are there any Premier League teams that begin with a G? This is a difficult one. Gillingham? Grimsby? They're not in the Premier League. I'll have to hurry you. Uh, no idea, sorry. Golden Tigers? No, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to hand this one over to Rich. I've got it. It's Gunners. The Gunners. That's Blockbusters. And now you have a chance to take part in this week's Gold Run. Before the role play, we asked you a question. The question was... Who wins the game? I won, thanks to my greater knowledge of Premier League nicknames. You were lucky. Let's look at a bit of language. During the game, Rowan took ages to answer the question. She was stalling for time. To stall for time is an idiom and it means to try to delay things or distract people so you get additional time to do something. And when we stall for time, we often do this in certain ways. We often just say, uh, 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 uh. But there are some other ways of stalling for time. We often use specific words and phrases and Rowan used some of them in the role play. One technique that Rowan used was by repeating the question or part of the question. She said, oh, Manchester United, when she was asked the name of their home ground. And she said, Premier League teams that begin with G when she was asked a similar question to this. Then there were some specific phrases. I said, uh, and oh, to stall for time. But I also said things like, let me think, hold on a sec, and it's on the tip of my tongue. Hold on a sec means wait a second. And when something is on the tip of your tongue, it means you think you know something and you'll remember it soon. But all of these phrases are being used to stall for time. Rowan also used phrases like, I'm not sure, and this is a difficult one, to delay answering the question. But all these phrases didn't work in the end, as I got the answer wrong and lost. Better luck next time. OK, let's move on to our third game show. Our third game show is based on a programme called Family Fortunes. I think this one is still on the TV now. 
The general idea of the show is that two teams or families play against each other. The host asks a question in the following format. We asked 100 people to name a pink animal. Or we asked 100 people something you do in the rain. A member from each family has to guess one of the top five answers that people said. The family to get all five answers wins. So you're about to listen to part of this game show. While you're listening, we want you to answer a question. Who gives the silliest answer? So we have Jack for the Radfords and Rowan for the Smiths. Fingers on buzzers, please. We asked 100 people to name a number you might have to memorise. Aha! Seven. <laughs> seven. <laughs> if seven is there, I'll give you the money myself. A number you might have to memorise. Is seven one of the answers? <coughs> it passes over to the Radfords. Jack. A number you might have to memorise. I've got it. Eight. Eight. <laughs> Are you serious? Deadly serious. A number you might have to memorise. Is eight one of the answers? <coughs> nope. Sorry. Can we see the answers? The top five answers were telephone number, pin number, credit card number, tax number and postcode. Fingers back on the buzzers. We asked 100 people to name something you have to do with a dog. Take it for a walk? Eureka! That's it! You've got it! Something you do with a dog. Take it for a walk. Let's have a look. Top answer! Before the role play, we asked you a question. The question was... Who gives the silliest answer? Seven and eight are numbers you have to memorise. Both of these answers were pretty silly. I thought it was a trick question. It was a role play. We were joking, pulling your leg. OK, let's have a really quick look at a couple of exclamations we use when we have a light bulb moment. We mentioned light bulb moments earlier. We described them as those moments when you're thinking of an answer or an idea and it suddenly arrives in your brain. Bing! Like turning on a light in your brain. A light bulb moment. Let's start with the exclamation Eureka, which comes from ancient Greece. We use it to celebrate a discovery or an invention or even an answer to a quiz question. It's thought that Archimedes was the first person to use this word. There are simpler, more informal exclamations we can use. In the roleplay, we use the exclamations, got it, aha, and that's it. Let's move on to our final game show. The last game show you're going to listen to is based on a programme called Pointless. This game show is a little like Family Fortunes, but in the reverse. The idea of the show is that two contestants have to find a correct answer that wasn't given 
by 100 people. For example, we asked 100 people for a team that has won the top division in English football. If you say Manchester United or Liverpool, you'll certainly lose because this is what the majority of people will have answered. But if you say Preston North End or Ipswich Town, you've got a very good chance of winning because not many people will say this answer, even though it is correct. Preston have actually won it twice. The host asks questions and contestants get points depending on how many people out of 100 said that answer. The first player to reach 100 points loses and you lose if you give a wrong answer. So you're about to listen to part of this game show. While you're listening, we want you to answer a question. Which country would have been the best answer? Okay, here's your next pointless question. Name a country that has qualified for the FIFA World Cup. Germany? No, I'm only kidding. Uh, okay, a country that's qualified, but not many people will say it. Mm, okay. I'm going for Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Let's have a look. Is Costa Rica a pointless answer? It's looking good. 14 people answered Costa Rica. You're pulling my leg. I can't believe 14 people would have said Costa Rica. They've actually qualified more often than you'd have thought. 1990, 2002, 2006, 2014 and 18. They reached the quarter-finals in 2014. It's your turn, Rich. You need to get under 14. Name a country that has qualified for the FIFA World Cup. OK, I can't go for an obvious choice like Brazil or France. Something more obscure like Hungary. No, they've qualified. They nearly won it once. More obscure like Angola or Qatar. I'll go with Qatar. Qatar is your final answer? Let's have a look. Hungary would have got 16 points. Angola would have been a pointless answer, but Qatar? No. You're having me on. I can't believe it. Qatar will play in 2022 because they're hosting the World Cup, but they have never qualified for the event. Rowan, you are this week's winner. Get in. Before the role play, we asked you a question. The question was... Which country would have been the best answer? The best answer would have been Angola because it was a pointless answer. Angola have qualified for the World Cup, but nobody out of the 100 people gave it as an answer. Let's look at a final bit of language. This time, we're going to look at phrases we use when we get an answer wrong. Rich expresses astonishment that he was wrong. He showed this by using phrases such as, I can't believe it. We can also say things like, I should have known that, and can't believe I didn't get that. He also expressed his astonishment through saying that Jack wasn't telling the truth or joking with him. He said, you're having me on. This means you're joking. Other similar phrases to this are, you have to be kidding, or you have to be joking, and you're pulling my leg. If you want to check your understanding of all the vocabulary we've looked at in this podcast, 
we've got more activities for you on the lesson page for this podcast on the Premier Skills English website. In this week's task, we want you to ask two quiz questions in the comment section. Choose one question about football and one general knowledge question. We want you to write the questions in the comment section and then look at other questions from other listeners and answer them. Try to use some of the language we've looked at in this podcast in your replies. Write all your answers in the comment section on the Premier Skills English website or Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen to us. Have you got a football phrase for us, Jack? I have. It's a strange one. The phrase is to... It means to protect the ball and let the ball go out of play without touching it. Defenders often... Out of play for a goal kick when an attacker is moving towards them. Here's a clue. You need to think about the person who looks after sheep to get this phrase right. If you're still wondering what the answer was to last week's football phrase, it was ball watching. Right, that's all we have time for this week. Don't forget to write your answers to our questions and make a guess at our football phrase in the comments below. If you get it right, we'll announce your name on next week's show. If you have a question for us about football or English, you can email us at premierskills at britishcouncil.org. Or you can leave your questions and comments on the website, in the comments section, or on our Facebook page or Twitter feed. Or you could give us a rating and a fantastic review on Apple Podcasts. Bye for now and enjoy your football. Bye.